You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. It's Preston Conrad. I'm so excited for this episode with Paige DeSorbo from the hit show Summer House on Bravo. I wanted to let you know the first few seconds of the episode got cut off, so I wanted to say hello here and to enjoy the show. Morning, people. I'm Preston Conrad. I hope you guys are safe and staying home and obeying all the rules. I'm joined by a very special guest, a friend of mine, Breakout star of Summer House on Bravo, TV host, fashion influencer, 500 Things, digital streaming host on her new IGTV show. Hi, Paige DeSorbo. Hello. What an intro that was. Did you ever have more things listed as your intro than mine? I'm going to hire you to just walk around with me and just say that to people I meet. (laughs) I'm happy to do that as long as I can wear a pillow dress. (laughs) Wasn't that Wait, your pillow dress I thought was a real dress. I know. When I was taking the picture, I thought it was too. I was like, wait, this looks expensive. I was like, this is a boohoo find. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Guys, if you don't know Paige, you need to follow her. I mean, she basically, the internet is obsessed with Paige and you should be too. Paige, how's everyone finding you on Instagram? Um, Just my first and last name, Paige underscore DeSorbo. Underscore. We got to get you. We got to get rid of that underscore. I know, but a I friend of mine just got her name was Clea. Her name is Clea Ohana. She mm-hmm. owns this app with um, Carly Kloss and Carla Welsh, and mm-hmm. she somehow got just Clea as her Instagram handle. How? Bought it, got it. She finagled someone. So when I find out where I can get Paige, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Thank you. I think Paige Denim has it. Oh, yeah, that's valid. That's like a real, and I actually think the underscore lets you be Paige, then DeSorbo. So maybe we're fine with it. I just spun myself right out of that whole spiral. (laughs) Guys, we're going to talk on today's show about Summer House, what Paige is doing to stay safe and cozy at home with her photographer mother, who is documenting her travels around the house on Instagram. And I also put out a feeler for you guys to ask questions. And normally you're like, relatively tame on the questions but y'all my phone has like smoke coming out of it so i'm gonna have to ask more questions from the viewers than normal if that's okay with you Paige. i love that that. yes so one common thread i ask everybody on the podcast is basically how the hell you got to new york and got started in whatever you're doing obviously we know that you are on television Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to be someone like you. They want to run their own brand, run their own business, be their own boss. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that listen are in college, just graduating college, and they want to do what you do. So how the hell did you get to NYC? Okay. Well, first I'm a huge believer in manifesting things, like writing it down, throwing it in the universe. Like this is what I'm going to do. So, I mean, I never specifically said I'd love to be on a reality TV show, but I always said somehow I'm going to get on TV. So when I graduated college, I moved to New York. I lived with two girls in a very Carrie Bradshaw disgusting apartment. Um, Started working for ABC News, realized that I just 
hated working in production, hated being someone's assistant, even though I loved my boss and was like, there has to be something that I can do to get myself on TV. So I started front page news on my Instagram where I did the top five stories of energy. You did that before Summer House? Yes. Oh, guys, front page news is one of Paige's Instagram endeavors because now there's more. But that's the OG where mm -hmm. she kind of rattles through like the top stories of the day. Right. And it was really just me walking to work and being like, maybe someone will see this. And someone's watching. <laughs> someone, someone out there has to be watching. Um, let me break it to you. No one was watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, to like two, my 200 followers from high school were like, Paige has lost her mind. Um so that's from the fear, though, that's the weird fear when you start doing shit on social. You kind of have to give zero fucks because who to. cares about your high school friends? Right. You have to just not care at all. So then people started asking me what I was wearing to work. And I was always shopping at Zara. I was never like a high end shopper. So that kind of created outfit deets. From there, I had a bunch of friends who were being interviewed for Summer House just because they were in the New York City scene or they knew some of the people on the show and a casting director had reached out to me and was like, we'd love to interview you for the show. Would you be interested? And had you watched the show? Before? I had watched the show. Okay, so this is like, it's funny because I love when a new housewife pretends they've never seen the housewives. Right. Like, mind you, Ramona Singer has been on TV longer than Friends was on television. So <laughs> anybody that joins and lies and is yeah. like, no, I just never saw, is a liar. Lying. My blood type is Bravo. So like yeah. I knew every show. I was like, right? of course I've watched Summer House. Um, and I knew Amanda just like quickly through the scene of New York, but I was not close friends with any of them. Um, so after I did my interview, I, you know, your lack of self-esteem kind of comes in. You're like, there's no way I can be on a reality show. Like I just, I can't do it. And my dad was actually like, why not just do it? And if you hate it, then you leave and you've See, lost, like, what do you have to lose? That's the fear I would have. I, I've done a million pilots for a million reality shows. And the hump I get to is my family and Matt and my partner. And I'm like, well, that's the barrier. Like, I wouldn't want to disappoint anyone. Right. But so once you got their blessing, you were like, OK. Yeah. And I wasn't in a relationship. And I was like, I mean, if everyone hates me, then everyone hates me and I'll leave. I won't do it again. Um, but I ended up having a really great experience and the feedback was amazing. My parents were really proud of me. I acted authentically myself, which I think is the key to reality TV. You can't go in and self-produce and be like, I want to project this or I want people to think this of me. You really just have to go and be yourself because people like that more. If you're authentically an asshole, people will actually like that. I was going to say, like, so when you get, like, tell me your POV on, and I want to ask you kind of a more, another question about how, you, and the New York transition, but um, when you get a nasty housewife, or you get a villain, or you get a whatever, there's elements of that that are just real life. Like, the right. edit only is what the edit is. If you're a dick, you're a dick. Right. I always say that the edit is a little bit heightened of what your normal personality is. So if you're like a cool, confident, fun girl, you're going to look even cooler than you actually are in real life. If you're kind of bitchy, <laughs> yeah, if you're kind of bitchy and you say some rude shit, that will also be heightened. The so, producers know what the thing is, is like what you're saying. They kind of latch on to those 
key elements of whoever you are, whether you're Debbie Downer, whether you're a bitch, and they just take it and they run with it. Correct. And my, actually, a lot of people, I mean, they wouldn't know this, but my casting tape actually never even made it to Bravo. Really? Where did it go? (laughs) The casting people were like, "Mm, no, we don't like her. And then two girls actually dropped out two weeks before they were going to start filming. And the showrunner was like, you know what? Let me see all of the casting tapes because basically we have to start from scratch. And he saw my video and was like, why did she never, why did her video never get pulled through to us? And he was like, I really think that she would be great. Bravo was like, eh, we think she's kind of boring, but let's do a meeting with her. I had Did you know this feedback? No, I had no, I had no idea that any of this was happening. It's such a mind fuck. It's such a mind fuck. So Bravo had called me in, um, and was like, oh, we just want to do like a last interview, whatever. And I'm in a room with which I didn't know at the time was a ton of executives and they were all judging me based on that like 15 minute meeting. That was your audition. Basically. That was basically my audition. I remember I walked in and I was like, Oh my God, I just got such a fucking blister on my foot from these shoes. You had me walk up like a million stairs. Um, and I guess they really loved that. Cause it was super real. Yeah. I was like, but I obviously had to wear these shoes. Um, And then I started filming two weeks later. They were like, okay, yep. They called me after that. And they were like, okay, yep. We're sending over your contract. Like, sign it. Now, at this point, did you, uh, because I didn't have representation until, like, probably a few years into my TV career. And I would always just sign shit myself and be like, I'm all good. And give my whole rights away for everything. And then realize I'd be, like, in years of, like, servitude to, like, Oxygen Network or something. Did you have any personal trainer to someone by (laughs) random? Right. Right. So were you navigating this on your own? So because I worked at ABC News and my boss, actually, her husband was on the Today Show. I went to her first and I was like, what do I do? And so she sent me um, a contact for an entertainment lawyer and he kind of looked it over. And he he was like, look, um, yeah, they kind of own you, (laughs) but it's either you want to do it or you don't. And I know there's no room to wiggle. People always like you hear these on the blogs like, well, she's holding out and she's, you know, not your show, but like certain Bravo celebrities. And it's like there's really not unless you get to like Teresa Giudice level at this point where it's a decade. The leverage isn't there. (laughs) Like even with like every contract I signed. Yeah, 100 percent. Could replace me in five seconds. So I was like, I really want to do it. So. I signed the contract and I went to the Hamptons two weeks later and then we started filming. And who did you, when you got, you know, first day of production call sheet, who Mm -hmm. did you know? No, like who did you actually know? Just Amanda. So I briefly knew Amanda. We had gone out to dinner uh, maybe like a week before we started filming. And I knew Hannah and Jordan through Betches um, because they both, there and I had gone into the office a few times for unrelated things so I knew who they were but there was no one that I you know could like nudge and like give eyes to and be like this is fucking crazy right so I was kind of by myself in that and I was so nervous the first day of filming with all the lights and just all the cameras that I have this weird thing that if I'm in an uncomfortable position I fall asleep (laughs) You're basically like a nervous narcoleptic. 
<laughs> like I'm just like, and now I have to sleep. So it was like 10 p.m. and everyone was going out, and I fell asleep. And Bravo was like, "Great, this girl is so boring." Maybe we were right. She was a fucking dud. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So is that? So were, were you like, kind of like, okay, I, I just need to kind of excuse myself from this situation. Like you were just like, it's time for me to go to bed. Yeah, I was just like, I, um, I think I'm gonna like pack it in for tonight and I was so anxious and then the next morning I woke up in the bed with Hannah and she turned to me and she was like this is so crazy isn't it and for some reason that like relieved me I was like she was in the same boat as you yeah I was like okay you think it's really crazy too great like let's have each other's back and then our friendship just formed from there did you go to the did you go to bed with your mic on or did you put it like when I was on I'm not naming the network or the show because I refused to let anyone know that I was on this program mm-hmm. but I was on a reality competition show where I had to sleep in the America's Next Top Model house and live there and it was like people were getting eliminated and at night we had to take our mic pack and like put it at the base of the bed which meant like we were like done like we were in bed for the night and the producers would come and get it so at the end of the night when like the big cameras are down or whatever and we're not filming, we still always have house cameras. Like the ones up in the big brothery corners where we yeah. see like Carl getting naked and running around and yeah. Yeah. So our house cameras are always on and there's always mics in our house. So it does doesn't even matter if you're going to sleep if you don't have an actual microphone on you because it's anything, yeah, everything you say is recorded. Yeah, that's so, like the difference with our Bravo show too, I think. Well, compared because there's so many, I was going to ask you, um, I get a lot of people asking me because I'm a put, I'm a Bravo pusher. Like I'm like, <laughs> whatever, whether I know you or not, I'm just a, a hard pusher. And yeah. people are like, oh, what? I don't like that show where they all work at that housewife's restaurant. I'm like, no, it's very different than Pump Rules, but they're very similar. So right. I was going to ask you, what's the tracking there? Like, are you tight with any of those people? I know because I originally, if I'm doing my Bravo detective work correctly, mm-hmm. There was some little like fake pilot where the pump rules people came and there was like a beach party with Lindsay Hubbard and like it just happened to like become Summer House. So they always kind of try and do those crossovers. I feel like almost to like trick you into like thinking well, you're that's watching. That's how Vanderpump. pump rules started right. because of Sheena and Brandy. That whole it was a housewife's yeah. like interjection. Yeah, which they're smart because we actually all in some weird world, Bravo people are somewhat connected in a way. Yeah. So yeah. I think when it originally started, Stasi actually really did know two of the girls that were on it. Got it. And so they're like, those let's twins. Just, yeah, those twins. I think yeah. they like, were real friends in real life. Um, and so when we do crossovers now it's because Kyle and Amanda actually are good friends with the Vanderpump people. And then we meet them and then we kind of meta like the whole Southern charm thing. Like just gets, I just feel like my world is upside down when I see like Mm -hmm. Shep walk into the summer house. Like I get my, my world feels unstable because I'm like, this is the wrong month. And that wasn't even, that wasn't a produced crossover. Like that actually really happened. They were like around. I remember following the Hamptons. Yeah. And, they saw Carl out and Carl was like, oh, we're having a party tomorrow. You should come. And actually, um, Austin was like, no, production will get mad at us. Bravo will get mad. We can't just show up to their house. And they kind of got the okay. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. Like, they're your friends. Go if you want. And so they came and it was. That episode, by the way, the last two episodes, like, was next 
We have to give an Emmy to whoever edits your show because I feel like they have a housewife's edit. Like not all housewives. The New York housewife's editing team is beyond. And I feel like they're like moonlighting on your show because the goat, the thing, the crying, like I was freaking out. It was a good edit. It is really good. It's it's very controversial. There's a lot of drama, but it's also the reason you watch the show, you know? Well, I should. I, I actually want to interject one question now because I t- I swore I would save them for after the break, but someone wrote me and said, and I, "You don't have to answer anything you don't want." By the way, okay. but she says, "Seems like there was more to this whole get jewels out of the house meeting." Was there? So the way I would answer that is, it's I'm into hard. her. I think she's cute. She's so cute. She's so nice. Um, she came in kind of knowing Jordan. Like, she was friends with Hannah, but her link was Jordan. So Jordan already rubbed people the wrong way. That was um, such a weird season, like, with Jordan. We all, I think all the viewers were left, like, unclear how to feel about this person. Right. Because, like, he wasn't mean. You were just no. like, my feelings honestly feel weird about this person. Like, you didn't know what to do. What's your, de- like, what's your story? Right. You've watched him for 12 weeks and you're like, I don't know him. Right. So, like, the way the viewers felt is very much how we felt in the house. We were like, I don't, I don't know. You know, right. like, I've lived with this person, but I have no idea. And we're also filmed for 72 hours. So, to show one hour of things, obviously, so there's stuff that's, like, left out and you can't put everything in it. Um... So I think with the Jules thing, it was nine weeks of just some people being like, yeah, like she's here, but I don't really like know that much about her. Right. And, like, like, I in don't... the mix, mix, the core, like getting yourself involved. It's like, you know, when um, I don't know if you watched last season with on Housewives with that Barbara woman. Yeah. And then they got to the point finally where someone was like, fucking put on it. Oh, it was Bethany. Put on your heels and fucking get in the group. Basically right. saying be on the show more. You're right. not getting to know any of us, but you're saying we're not getting to know you. But it's right. our show. Come into the show and right. work it. I think people also forget, like, we are filming a show. Right. Like, you have to kind of interject yourself if you want to be oh, talking really? in a conversation of all of us. But I do f- see her side because it's very hard to come in as the only real new person who has to interject themselves in conversations that we that are continuing from last summer. And Luke was obviously hooking up with Hannah, so that's like an automatic. I told you this when we first met. Guys, Paige and I met hosting some Fashion Week stuff together, or maybe it was before that, around the holidays. We were hosting some (laughs) streaming stuff together. But I know Luke. Luke was one of my models when I ran styling at Ralph Lauren, and so I'm still baffled that he's on this show. And now I'm getting to finally see how it's going, and it's just blowing my mind. Yeah, it's so wild. It's so wild because, and also I was going to say, when you said Jules is only the only really new person, I do think it's kind of a different treatment that the females get than the men. Like the men oh, are like, really? they're there and they're to be hot. They, um, they go viral on Twitter and people are obsessed with mm-hmm. them, but then people go after the girls. Absolutely. That's just like, I feel like a typical double standard in life anyway. Like Luke caused just as much drama as Jules did, but it's right. like. Luke has a six pack, so you give him like a pass. One hundred. The thing is, no one would give me a pass because my muffin top is so big that people would just not let it go. You know right. what I mean? Right. I... It, would, it would be like the crime of the century. <laughs> Wait. So I want to wind it up. And so, where did you go to school? I went to the College of Saint Rose, which was in Albany, and I lived at home for college. You and did. Then- 
right when I graduated, I was like, I have to get out of here. So I moved to New York the month, a month later after graduation. Did how did you find an apartment? Like, how did you, because I remember when I moved to New York, I was in tears. I was, we shared a one bedroom, me and my roommate. Mm-hmm. We, the only common space we had was the bathroom because her bedroom was in the kitchen. So we would like hang out in the bathroom and sit in the tub together. And that was like our living room, but <laughs> because it was so fucked. But like, what was that experience like in the struggle of getting to New York? Because a lot of people that listen live in Ohio or Dallas or London and they want to be in New York, but they're like, there's no way I could get there. Yes. It's so hard and that I didn't realize how hard it actually was navigating that until I look back, but I wanted it so bad. So anything I was going to do, I was going to make it work. One of my girlfriends lived in New York at the time she had just graduated from FIT. She lived in an apartment with her friend from high school who also went to FIT and was working in jewelry. So the two of them were living together. Um, and they were like, we live in a one bedroom. We can convert it into three bedrooms. The whole wall thing. Do you remember the wall yeah. thing? The because temporary walls? Yeah. So we had no living room. It was one real bedroom, which I lived in. And then they split the living room into two bedrooms. The one girl didn't even have a door. She had a sheet. that oh, went- yeah. we, well, we had a sheet. We, we didn't have a door. We had a sheet. And I, I remember one really dark night. Like her bedroom was really messy. And we had to do the dishes. And we were like, should we do them in the bathtub in our common space? And so we sat in the bathtub in our underwear. She was like my best friend. We watched Sex in the City on her laptop and did pots and pans in the bathtub. I love that though. But don't you like, don't you love that time thinking back to it? Oh my God, it was so carefree. And I also, by the way, was drinking a Colt 45. I used to drink 40s <laughs> back when I was a part. Like I would save up all the, we would find change in the couch and we would go to the gas station on 10th Avenue and buy 40s, like big yeah. 40 of Colt liquor and like get blackout doing the dishes watching Sex and the City. Which is a dream. And a dream. Actual- and now I have a mortgage and I'm old and my back hurts. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, so that w- was a great experience, and I'm so happy that I did that. And I was jobless, and my parents were basically like, Look, we will pay your rent for a certain amount of months and pay your living expenses, but you have to find a job. So, I, my first job was I would go on LinkedIn and all the like job search, indeed, and I would email 50 people a day. That was my thing that I would oh, do. So, you hustled, you hustled. Yeah, I would make sure that I applied to 50 jobs a day because I didn't at that point, I didn't care what it was. I was going to say, so what were the jobs? Was it like anything kind of media related in general, whether it was magazine, publishing, media, anything fashion? I would have been anyone's assistant. My first job was a PR intern at this PR company. When I tell you, I hated it. I bet you fucking hated that PR is one of the most thankless edit agency fashion agency PR is so brutal the the labor I was like I'm calling physical manual emotional labor I was like I can't lift (laughs) 45 boxes oh yeah to bring down a five flight of stairs to mail out no wearing a borrowed outfit to look cute and make sure that you keep your job because you're presentable Right. <laughs> Do you know so what I mean? Cute and doing manual labor. Why is it not talked about more? Because it was, <laughs> it should be a crime. People should have been arrested. That is one of those jobs. That's like when my first job I was offered was working in the closet at GQ, which is like, 
I mean, that was like the, you know, the Vogue of my era. And, and, but it was, I think it was $23,000 un, um, no benefits Mm -hmm. perma Lance. And I think it was like 60 hours a week. So this was intern for free for like three months. (laughs) Then you, you are eligible to apply for the job. So I was like, okay, whatever. Honored with an application. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so. I was like, whatever I'll do. It was like the only, it was the only thing I got. So I was like, fine, I'll just do it. I'll do this three months and then I'll work my ass off so that I get the job. So at the same time that my internship was coming up and I was able to apply for the job, ABC News had reached out and was like, we have an assistant position. Um, Would you like to do that? And I was like, yes, because I cannot do fashion in this capacity whatsoever. So I ended up being the assistant to the vice president of unscripted television. Oh, that's so perfect for you. I should not have gotten that job. though. I was so underqualified. I almost got fired in two weeks. My boss was like, you just don't know what you're doing. (laughs) You just are bad. (laughs) She was literally, she was like, you're just bad at being someone's assistant. Like people would call And I would be like, you have a phone call. And she'd be like, well, who is it? And I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I could see maybe why it didn't track. But you were in the unscripted world because you were meant to eventually understand the landscape to move into unscripted television. So then I cried to her and I was like, I promise I will be better. And from there. It was like that Devil Wars Prada scene where she has the meltdown. She's like, all right, let me pull myself up by the bootstraps. Get a grip. Figure it out. Yeah. And so in that same time, I became like the best assistant. She, her and I did not separate. We, she, we were always together. Um, I started from page news and then probably like a year and a half later, um, Summer, Summer House. House reached out. That's so amazing. What um, before we go to break, I want to ask you mm-hmm. um, what because we are getting tons of speaking of Summer House and we can get more into it after so many questions about your man that it's crazy. And before we go into like uh, these other questions, um, what's it been like this season? Because he wasn't around last season and this season we're seeing more of you navigating it overall. Has it been like Mm -hmm. weird to watch back? So when we started filming, uh, him and I had just started dating. So it had really only been three months. So we had no relationship problems because we were in our blissful honeymoon honeymoon phase. And I am very much the type of person where I don't want to convince you to do anything you don't want to do. And he wasn't really down with the reality TV space. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't just because you're dating me, I don't want you to have to change your whole life. And it was so new in the relationship. I was like, who even knows if this is going to last? And then I'm going to have this guy on the show with me. Like, get out of here. This is my thing. (laughs) Like, Right. And also imagine what if you broke up and then you're watching back and you have this era of yours that has this man on TV and you're not even together anymore. Right. So I was like, whatever. If you don't want to film, I will figure it out. Obviously, production would have loved for him to have been on the show. And it probably would have been great TV. But I didn't want to force him to do anything he didn't want to do. His job is very serious. Um, his work people were kind of like, we don't, we're not really. We don't love that. <laughs> yeah, love that for our brand. Um, but he was in like certain videos that I self shot and I like I the like, way they're introducing. I like the way they're using your iPhone footage. I feel very like Kim Zolciak, big papa. hundred <laughs> percent. It's big papa because also like the only, but we're getting what's actually 
crazier for us is that they're dangling such a carrot because we can I know what he looks like obviously because I stalk you on Instagram and we're like friendly but like people are getting to see what he looks like but then we're getting it snatched away from us right. which and leaves also, all this mystery I didn't want to bring a relationship that was so new on TV because all we do is dissect everyone's relationship in the house and I was like he's either going to run for the hills or, like, we're going to get engaged. And, like, the two options, I'm just not ready for. Both are too fast. Yes. Both those options are too fast. Okay, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the funny, not funny, but the interesting, I thought it was interesting in this edit you got of, like, everything's perfect. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting um, yeah. to see that side of you. But we're going to take a two-second break, and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back with Paige DeSorbo, breakout star of Summer House on Bravo and 5 million other things on your Instagram. Okay, where we left off, we were talking about your man, Perry, who mm -hmm. you guys have a great relationship. He's kind of made mini cameos on the show through your own iPhone footage. But I want to talk about that crazy... It was like a maybe two-episode arc where yeah. you went through this edit that was like, Paige is perfect, we don't buy it. Right. What was that like watching? And did you know you, that edit was coming when you were shooting? Fake news. I am perfect. <laughs> you heard it 100%. I think you're pretty perfect. But I was shocked when they, like, I. it's weird because you see someone's um, character build in, like, their first season. And then you wonder what the edit's going to do to the character as the character moves. And I'm like, oh, they're turning it. They're, they're rotating the ball yeah. a little bit. I see. Now I get Your it. Your second season is definitely way different. Right. Way different. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect. Like when you watched it, were you like, whoa? Yeah. You, know, I you get the screeners ahead of time, right? Yes. And we get them a few days ahead of time. And I didn't realize that that was people's perception of me, that I was trying to put on this facade of my relationship. I really wasn't. I really was in a amazing relationship. It was the very beginning. He was my best friend. It was such a seamless transition to go from friends to relationship with us because we already had that kind of like romance and sexual tension. So the first three months when we were filming, it really was so perfect. And right. I was You're like, I hate to break it to you, but it's fucking good. Yeah. And I felt like they wanted me, they felt like I was lying and they wanted me to reveal this big, like he cheated on me in the first two weeks. Like right. there was none of that. Everything was great. I was filming. I was doing my own thing. He was like working all week and I was with him all like during the, the work week. And then I would go out to the Hamptons, which is a pretty normal. I was going to say that to me, actually, as a New Yorker who is in a relationship and has friends that are in relationships and do fire Island and do the Hamptons. I actually liked seeing that part. I was like, this is legit because you're not always just going to like ditch who you're with and go rage and not see. Like, I felt like it was very real. 
Right. And I was, I've never been the type of girl that gets a boyfriend and like forgets about all of her friends. So that was actually very real for me. And I hate feeling controlled or, you know, have to be with my boyfriend 24 seven. So even if I wasn't filming a TV show and my friends had a house in the Hamptons, like better believe I would go out there more than five times a summer. 100%. Did you feel pressure by the way, from, um, and I know the way Bravo runs is a lot more like respectable than like the Bachelor f- franchise, where it's less. It's it is a lot more real and fluid than heavily produced like some of these other reality shows. But did you feel pressure in the Perry space from the show, and maybe not directly from producer, but where you're like, man, I just don't know if I'm like giving if I should be like giving more. Like, did you yeah. was that was that there? I definitely had that internally. The producers didn't pressure me that much i mean they would have loved to have him on the show because it just would have been great tv to they see love our- well-rounded people like if you could Probably. show everyone in your family and your dog and your boyfriend they would be gagged over it right so i definitely felt like oh i kind of wish that he would come on for an episode or two but i was also like what if he turned to me one day and was like and now you have to work for my financial company Right. And like jeopardize your TV career. I'd be like, fuck off. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not coming. 1, I don't expect you to come and like do my job. So I was really respectful of his decision not to film. And our showrunner is really great. He was like, this is your real life. Like, so show that. that show that your boyfriend doesn't want to come out on the weekends. And how are you dealing with that? And so it was very real when I was like, maybe I should spend a weekend with him Um, and like decide if I want to come back to the house all the time. So that was a very real moment when I was like, I'm going to spend a weekend with my boyfriend, you guys do your thing and I'll be back next weekend. I actually thought that was a really nice thing for younger women to connect with that are in a new relationship and like how to balance friends and dating. Did you have FOMO? Were you like, um, like I, part of me just being a sociopath would be like, Oh, I want to be on this app. Like, I'm really not going to be on this episode. Yeah, there's definitely a part of me that has FOMO, had FOMO with it. Um, but I like, knew what if that was the episode that got the most memes or right. like that went viral. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Like, did, like, is that a thought? It totally is a thought. But part of me was like, well, I have to see if this is what I really want. Is this person like the love of my life? And this is my husband and I'm throwing him away right. for the show. Or like, is the show my number one thing in my life? And I realized that I wanted both. And so at the Mm -hmm. time I was like, I'm going to go and like continue filming every weekend. And he was like, go do whatever you want to do. He's also 10 years older than me. So I feel like that almost works to my advantage a little because he's like, I was 27. I did a share house. We didn't put it on TV, but I totally get what you want to go and do. I would never deprive you of that. So like go and live your life. Even if I wasn't filming a show, I would still be out on the weekends in the summer if she right. didn't want to go. And it's kind of how the older I get now, I'm 37. I would be like, dude, go like I did it. Yeah. Go do, you know what I mean? Have fun. Um, I got a really funny question. Someone says, oh, my God, where was it? Oh, my God. Perry, Perry, Perry. So much Perry. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, how do you decide who rides in the car with who? to the to the house someone wants to know who you pick up how you decide it and how you fucking get there 
Um, so <laughs> Kyle and Amanda usually always rent a car for the whole summer. So they always end up coming just on their own. Yeah. This year, Carl and Lindsay had a car together. So they kind of went on their own. And then Did they get that car when they were planning on being like married. I think so. <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, I think they got like a Lexus deal or something. I don't know. Right. Um, so whoever doesn't fit in their cars, we have like our own summer, like rental car that we'll all go in and they live like very different, different sides of the city. So right, it's kind right. of just like, who, who do you have to talk to this weekend? I mean, there's obviously like a little production involved with like who you're right. driving with. Well, and then who, so is the car, the car has GoPros, right? In the yeah. car. And mm-hmm. then is there like a general like um, call sheet that's like, hey, guys, be out here by nine to start shooting? Or is it like just really when you leave work, just literally get in the car whenever and go? So it totally depends. So a lot of us when we like when I worked a nine to five, it depended on like when my summer Friday started and certain people like if you were later, then you would have to take the train. But if you could get to the cars by 12, like Danielle always had to take the train. I remember she could never get a summer Friday. Right. So like, if you could get out by 12, you would leave when everyone else would leave. But we like actually drove. I drove all summer with Jules. We would split it. I would drive the first half. She would drive the second half because Hannah doesn't have a license. Because so. she's a New York City girl. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate, I think it was like the first episode of the season that opened up with your driving capabilities. I thought that was very cute in that top <laughs> in the very large oversized car. It was not great. Tell me about your friendships with, because I know you and Hannah are tight and you guys like are always together or chatting. You have your new, which I want to talk about a little bit. You have Giggly Squad, which I want to promote the shit out of so everyone can watch it. Yeah. But who are you the closest with now? Do you guys have a group text that you're all like chatting? Because I feel like what I like about this show is that, yes, I randomly know cast members IRL, but like, I feel that you're all together or sharing each other's stuff on Instagram, which I like. We... So I feel like our show is very different from other Bravo shows. Even if other Bravo shows like Southern Charm and Shaw's, they're all friends. You learn such a different side of people living with them. So and true. We're already doing this weird experience of filming a reality show. So you have this like built in bond. Yep. So we actually are a real friend group and there's a group chat and then there's side group chats. Like, oh God, it's a very real friend group. We're like, I can't believe she said that. Or like, I can't believe he posted this about me. like, you know, there's yep. just that normal, the normal nuance. friend relationships. Right. Um, so we are in a big group chat that is always being talked in. Like every single day, someone wow. will text something in it. Um, and Who's then, the least talkative? Oh, I don't The least talkative. Like is in the chat. Probably Danielle. Yeah, that tracks maybe. Yeah, I don't think because she works like a real. I like Danielle. Real job, so she like has things right. going on, and we're like <laughs> sending me. We're like, did you see this TikTok? <laughs> right, right, but wait. By the way, are you on TikTok? I think everyone should be following you because yeah. I, I fucking got TikTok after like hardcore pressure, mm-hmm. and I'm like a metrics person. I'm like, okay, my Instagram post got shared a billion times. I got 10,000 views on this, whatever. And this whole lore of going viral has pissed me the fuck off on TikTok (laughs) because it hasn't happened to me yet. And I need, like, I don't understand it. Like, why can't I be on the For You page? Just one time. Give me one shot. Just one one shot. And then I would, then I will give you everything you want if you reward me early on. Right. How's everyone following you on TikTok page, DeSorbo? 
Yeah, same as my Instagram. It's page underscore DeSorbo. Someone wrote in, by the way, Paige, would you like to have, I don't think she works for Bravo, so don't get like excited. She says, Paige, would you like to have your own fashion and pop culture talk show on Bravo? We would love it. I mean, it would be a goddamn dream. <laughs> yeah, what is the dream? Like when Summer House um, stops shooting, when you decide mm-hmm. you've had enough, when Perry says we're moving to Indiana to have 74 kids, whatever it is, what is net, like what is your dream five-year plan it's so crazy because when I started summer house I had a five-year plan and I feel like as I just get older it I start changing it totally and I used to think that like the dream was entertainment reporting and like I wanted to be on the red carpet and interviewing all these people you don't want me on the red carpet (laughs) I love being on the red carpet but your legs hurt you stand (laughs) a really long time and you have to like argue with a lot of people And I was just like, I don't know. Would I love to do that still? Absolutely. But now I'm kind of looking at just my own personal brand. And I would love to have a clothing line and a lifestyle blog that people go to for certain stuff. And like do collaborations with like a Victoria Beckham and Mm -hmm. create a line that is affordable but still chic. So I kind of want to be like the We Were Watts and the Ariel Charnases of the world who have just created an entire company on things they like to do. And well, I would I love bullet. to integrate entertainment news into that. I think what's nice is you've taken your platforms and you're like, okay, guess what? I don't need to be on entertainment. You, you've you already built it and you already yeah. have higher viewers than a lot of these hosts even have. So I think you should run with it. But what's interesting is, and I think your sweet spot is totally going to be Instagram, brand building, mm-hmm. personal brand, engaging with other like-minded girls. But I actually have on my list, I wanted to get your feedback on the Ariel Charnas drama because we had a live about it the other night and it broke my internet. People are people think I am boots on the ground reporter of Ariel Charnas when I've <laughs> never talked about her. I get messages at four in the morning about her. I've gotten so many DMs that's like, would love your personal take on this because <laughs> right. I'm just so enthralled. Wait, you need to follow my friend Demois. Do you follow Demois? D-E-U. Yeah. It's D-E-U-X-M-O-I. She's like, um, she's like, does a lot of celebrity blinds and a lot of like dropping receipts. All she does is drop receipts about people. And she I has a something that. navy highlight. And she had receipts from like the beginning to the end and had a receipt, which I'm not going to get too deep into it here. She had a receipt that was a text from someone that worked at the Museum of Ice Cream saying Oh, we talked to Brandon after they had the birthday party here. He told us they were all negative. We didn't need to worry about anyone. What was the date of the party? It was like a a week before. But anyway, like I wanted to get your take and what you think, because I think it's bringing up a bigger issue about people using their influence for Mm -hmm. good or being Mm -hmm. too tone deaf that they're not like aware that the world is fucking different. Okay, so I have a lot of opinions. Go. First of all, huge fan of Ariel Charnas. Have been following her for years. I think yep. she's cute. I love like looking at pictures of her kids. I'm invested in her life. I love that like I started following her and she had nothing and she built this incredible brand. I think she's an inspiration. No one can take that away from her. She has great style. All yep. of the things. With the whole coronavirus thing and her posting and wanting to share everything with her followers, I think that she did that truly from her heart because she thought 
you know, people follow me for a reason. I, why would I not show this part of my life when we're all going through it? Right. Like it would feel weird for me to not share something when I share everything. Right. Right. The way she handled it with not doing the appropriate steps, like, okay, I felt sick. Why should keep myself away from my kids until I can get a test? Okay. I got a test. The way she got the test, people were like so mad because right. it's entitled privilege, whatever. But that's the world we live in. People, you know, Valid. a lot of celebrities got them and like yep. no one cared. That's a bigger got- issue, I think, that that whole thing of how people have access and people don't have access is another story. Yeah, that's a whole bigger issue um, that she has no control of. So she got the test. Then she didn't. Then she went back and forth to the Hamptons because she was packing things. She obviously handled it all wrong. If she came out and did that apology and said, I fucked up. I didn't follow the right protocol. I didn't quarantine. Didn't do my research. I I was uneducated about it. I put other lives in danger. I am so sorry. I had, I was asleep to all of this. I had no idea that I was making the wrong. I'm moving a million miles an hour. I'm trying to run my business, trying to whatever, whatever it was. So nervous for my kids. I now I've infected my nanny. I can't believe I've done this. Like, I am so sorry. I really fucked up. People would have been like, okay. Because the, the apology got so much more backlash than the, the initial problem. Because people had screenshotted the dates of things that she posted. So they knew she didn't quarantine for 14 days. They knew that she had gone to the Hamptons, then came back. Deleting posts, archiving posts. In the Hamptons getting coffee. Right. I mean. It's it's the way it was handled. And I think for all of us, myself included, who don't have a boss and we want to be our own boss and have our own brands. It's an inspiration to be able to build something massive and get a $10 million investment from a major company. Right. right? But on the other hand, there's Danielle Bernstein and we wore what, and she's handled it like a PR fucking pro doing her all charities, like doing lives (sighs) with fans just to like see how Lindsay Lane is doing the same thing too. She's been amazing. She's been giving a lot back. I think it's just teaching us a lot about, Having your wits about you. Yeah. Reading the fucking room. Mm-hmm. And doing a little bit of research. Right. And knowing that, like, everyone that follows you isn't in the same financial situation as you or, mm-hmm. you know, and just be, not being tone deaf. It's 100%. You know? That's, I was on a Zoom with 800 influencers for this big influencer panel oh last God. week. I mean, thank God I didn't have to, I didn't, I got so, I did so much bronzer conceal. I was ready to like see 800 people and they're like, Hey, we're like, everyone's cameras are off for this. And I was like sitting up here dripping sweat and like a full face of like beat trying to look pretty. But basically the main takeaway was if you have a partnership with a luxury brand, pull it because you know, every week, another few million people become unemployed and can't feed their families and Mm -hmm. B you have to acknowledge with almost every post you make that the world is different than it used to be. And, now, and if you do those things, you'll be okay. And I am nowhere near an Ariel Charnas. And my agents called me like immediately and was like, here's our strategy. All of your, all of your collaborations, they're dead. Like yep. maybe we'll pick them up in a few months, but it's tone deaf. And I was like, agreed. They go, here's a list of charities start donating to some of them, start getting involved, how other people can donate. I'm doing like a beer pong like a charity thing next week, you know, so things that you can do to promote and like knowing that people, not only are people like losing their jobs, 
but they're having family members die like I that. Just happened to me. It just happened to me and my, my assistant, he lost two family members last week. Oh my God. I and mean, it's that's like, the real tragedy here. Right. And I think it's about, I also think too, if I think this is a time when your followers, you're going to get such engaged follower base if you do the right things. Right. And of course I will still post like, we have oh, to. I'm, I'm wearing these sweatpants and I like French braided my hair. And here's like my 25 step skin. But they routine. want that. They, they want right. the escape. That's why they go to you to you. You are like a unicorn, right? If you're a nurse and you live in Toledo and you're working really hard, Paige from Summer House is like the most whimsical, fun escape. Like I need to be in that world right now. Right. So I want but, to see your braids. Still having that like awareness of what's yep. going on in the world and like here's how you can help with some charities but also watch giggly squad and we'll talk about nonsense for an hour tell me about giggly that. squad because people are freaking out about it was this what if what is your instagram live show yes so hannah and i before all of this quarantine and all this stuff started happening we were like we should really start a podcast like what would it be and we came up with the name Giggly Squad because Kyle had yelled at us the first episode and was like, <laughs> you're laughing with the Giggly Squad. And we were like, oh, my God, that's so us. You're like, thank you for wrapping that in a bow for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, so we were always going to start a podcast together. And I like order we we're just kind of putting it on the back burner. Like, yeah, let's come up with some ideas. And then, you know, we were isolated and we were on the phone one day and she was like let's just do an Instagram live and like talk and see how it ha and see how it goes and so we started it and so many people started watching it and we were really it the idea came because we were FaceTiming every single day and our conversations were hilarious and I was like I wish we could just record this and put this on YouTube and she was like let's just do it on Instagram live you're like hello we can we have the, the most like engaged follower base let's just yeah. do it so we just talk about, I mean, on Wednesdays, obviously, we recap the show. But other than that, we get on down rabbit holes of things we never thought we would talk about. Yesterday, we talked about, like, if you could date a bisexual man, yes or no. Like, would you be okay with it? Like, how we even this got- This is the content we deserve. <laughs> how we even got on that topic, I have no idea. I talked about, like, my earrings, like, smelling and, like, what should I do? And people are like, oh, my God, that happens, that happens to me all the time. This is what you do. So like some girl just wrote me, please talk about Giggly Squad. Like you have <laughs> fans. And then we created like a Giggly Squad Instagram. And then we have a private Facebook group where is like you have to be accepted into is the that group. The morning toaster groups like in that world, because that's yeah. a rabbit hole if you've ever seen one. So it's basically a cult. I'm now no, a cult. like my girlfriends are like, you, like, OK, so I just got off a toaster like rabbit hole. And I'm like, I'm not in the toasters. You I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's the only cult I'm in. I'm not in the toasters either because, and we did this for our Facebook group, you have to answer a certain amount of questions, like, to prove that you are a true fan. Well, I so don't think we they'll have, let you in because you're on show. Like, I don't, I don't think, think they'll they let either. you in. I don't think they would either. So um, we have, like, a questionnaire of, like, three questions, and if you get them right, then you're allowed in our Facebook group because it means you really know us. How does everybody find the Facebook group? Because I want people to be able to join. It's giggly.squad on Facebook. And the link is also in our Giggly Squad Instagram bio. It's too. so good. It's yeah. funny because my manager, we were talking about when this first went down, like, 
okay, what the fuck is going on? How are we shifting content? Whatever. And it was really about what you guys are doing. Start new franchises. Start. And I mean, you, you obviously had this plan ahead of time, but it was start new franchises, engage in a totally different way, reach a whole new audience of people, talk about shit you would never talk about, and mm -hmm. you're finding success with it, right? It's kind of like a free-for-all. And I actually, I was reading an article the other day about how this has brought people so together. And it's almost like, if you're a really, really big influencer, people don't really care. Yeah. But like, if you're a lower influencer, they feel more connected to you. And like celebrities, we don't even like really give a shit about what they're doing anymore. Well, also, because like, I, we talked about this on live the other night. It's like, first of all, if you're telling me, yes, like Ellen and Kim and whatever, all the drama, but it's like, you're telling me that Ellen's really cleaning that $30 million home all by herself and there's not other people locked in that house right now? Like, there are other people locked inside. Yeah. So, like, the disparity between, if like... I our was her maid, I would want to quarantine there, too. I'd be like, right, I think I, I want to quarantine there now. But, I mean, basically, I think the disparity between super famous people and regular people is so large right now that we want to connect with the you's and the me's and the people that are like have a little presence and how are doing something cool and making it fun yeah like i'm my mom made brownies the other day and then i donated to like no kid hungry and that's like a normal what? thing you know wait can i tell you my favorite brownie quote before we go do you remember um did you ever go down a, i'm gonna give you a little jewel box right now if you haven't done it already did you go down the music videos of the judice daughters yet uh, no. Okay. Melania and Gia doing all eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a music videos like with dances. No, it's on YouTube. They launched a music career years ago. And the one of them opens with Melania looking to Gia. It's like shot like beautifully. And she's like, that's it. We're making brownies. And then it like <laughs> transitions into like a mute, like you need to get on it now and talk about it on your show. Oh my, I'm like, I'm logging up. Now. No, you're logging on right now. Um, anything else you want anyone to know before we go about what you're doing on the interwebs or what we should be looking forward to? I want everyone to follow front page news. Front page. I'm still doing front page news. We have giggly squad every night at 10 PM. I'm still trying to show my quarantine outfits, even though I'm rotating like four <laughs> pairs of sweatpants. There's yep. not much content I can make. This is my fancy sweatshirt, by the way. This is my, someone said, okay, big weekend is over. It's time for little weekend. Like how the weekday, the week is over. And now it's time for the real <laughs> weekend, but we call it big and small weekend. This is my small weekend sweatshirt. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So just like my social media stuff and, Sometimes, and I'm just like everyone else. Sometimes I don't want to post because I'm like, this, are the world's ending? I need yep. to be in a hole of like watching Netflix. And then other days I'm like, it's fabulous. I'm going to French braid my hair. Let's see how that goes. You know, so Me it's, too. it's up and down. Well, you, you like brought a major smile to my face. Oh I my appreciate God. you taking the time out of lockdown. I want you to thank your mother for me for providing all this beautiful content of you. I will. I will. And guys, you can follow Paige at Paige DeSorbo on Instagram and on TikTok. And as always, you can write me, even though you hate writing me on email, you just DM me. You can write me at morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com, even though you never will. Um, <laughs> guys, I love you all. Paige, thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, stay safe. And above all, stay stylish.